Now, we are joined in studio by the Social Democrats co-leader, Roisin Shortall, who is with us as part of our series of annual party leader interviews. Roisin Shortall, good afternoon. Thank you for coming in to talk to us today. Good afternoon. Can we start with that issue of, of housing, which has been identified by the Taoiseach as his top priority in government? One of the problems with getting homes built is the planning system and with objections. Um, In 2020, you yourself objected to the building of 331 apartments in Santry in North Dublin. Other Social Democrat members, including Gary Gannon and a number of your councillors, have objected to developments in other places. Is it time to stop objecting to houses so we can get them built? Well, I think the important thing about housing is that houses that are provided actually meet the need that is there. And, you know, it's not just a numbers game. And this isn't just about building high-rise apartment blocks that are built to rent and therefore of a lower standard. The housing that is provided should match the local housing need. And that hasn't been happening. And we know that since the rules in relation to planning were changed, when the government introduced um, mandatory planning guidelines uh, from uh, 2015 on to just last year. Um, What they did in introducing those mandatory guidelines was to completely bypass local democracy, bypass the local authority who knows best in relation to what is required in relation to housing. And certainly the city and county development plans should be respected in that regard. So the problem is not with planning. The problem is with the type of housing that is being provided. But people may may look at, we'll say what you did in your own case, and, and you're out um, in the doll regularly calling for more homes to be built and on the other hand objecting to homes in, in North Dublin and people will say that that's a double standard. No, not at all. I make no apology for objecting to low standard, high rise, very small, uh, mainly one bed and studio apartments when the need locally is established as being for houses in the main, a certain number of low, um, l- l- low uh, height apartments Apartments, but also, you know, two, three and four bedroom homes that are affordable and homes that people can actually buy and rent at affordable rents. Is That's it, what it's about. Is it, it, it not greater density we need? High, higher rise, more people in, in a smaller area? No, it's not higher rise. Higher rise apartments are more expensive to build. So what we need is lower rise uh, housing, apartments and houses that actually meet the local demand that's there. And we shouldn't be building high rise, low quality, apartments that are predominantly over 90% built to rent when people want to buy homes or they want to buy they want to buy houses or they want to buy apartments uh, in a, the type of accommodation that will suit their needs in terms of uh, couples for example families uh, people who want to buy them rent okay. them at, at affordable costs the, that is not an option now for the vast majority of people certainly in the Dublin area and you cannot buy an apartment in the Dublin area the, now the boss of Karen Holmes uh, is quoted in the Business Post today saying that there are 80,000 apartments uh, which have planning permission but which may not be built because uh, things have become more expensive and there will need to be an in- intervention in the market. Would you support an intervention? Would you support a tax break 
for developers so that they could build those apartments? I wouldn't support a, a, a bailout for developers um, t- and it, t- t- so that we end up with more high-rise, low-quality apartments. I don't think that's the appropriate response to a huge housing need that we have. We have a lot of publicly owned land. We should be building uh, houses and quality apartments on that land, not so you handing wouldn't support it, a tax break. Not handing it over to developers as a bailout for them. I mean, the, the issue here in relation to housing is affordability. That's what the government should be aiming for. They have never done that, nor has the, the previous government done that. And we need to ensure that we utilise the publicly owned land in a proper way that actually meets the needs of, of people. I want to uh, ask you about the events of this week, the resignation of Minister of State Damien English after he admitted that he did not disclose a house uh, which he owned as part of an application, a planning application for a one-off rural house. Uh, Do you believe he still has questions to answer? Well, I I believe that we don't know the full story and there are certainly reports coming out of further issues uh, which uh, uh, would appear to relate to Mr English's Should he come into the door and make a statement? Uh, I I think we need a full investigation of this. I think making a statement, you know, is all very well in the Dáil, but we need SIPO to investigate this thoroughly and we need a speedy investigation carried on so we find out exactly what's involved, what are the issues here and we find those out as quickly as possible. We don't want a kind of long uh, investigation. We don't want to drip feed. We need to know what exactly was the position so there. So that investigation you're talking about, should that be uh, done outside of the, the, the Dáil and outside of the political realm? I think SIPO is the appropriate uh, organisation to investigate matters like this. But it has to be said that the powers of SIPO are not sufficiently strong. They have been looking, obviously, for stronger powers for the past 20 years and successive governments have completely ignored those calls. Now, you know, it the legislation, the ethics legislation that the Dáil is working to is 20 years old. Uh, There doesn't seem to be any sense of urgency at all on the part of government in relation to modernising that. Um, It's been, you know, looked at and examined over many years. There was a review, which I think most people would have thought wasn't actually necessary over the past year. Uh, It seemed like a delaying tactic and we're still waiting for the report of that review to be Mm. produced. So the the idea of new legislation, unfortunately, is some way off. There's a story in the Sunday Independent today about Minister for Public Expenditure and Reform Pascal Donoghue it relates to a SIPO complaint uh, about whether he should have declared his use of an engineering firm uh, which he used to erect and remove election posters in 2016. Now the Minister's spokesperson has said he is aware of the SIPO complaint and he's always held himself to the highest standards in the conduct of his work. Um, do you Would you like to hear more from the Minister about what happened in this case? Yes I think the Minister especially given the fact that he is now the minister responsible for SIPO as a minister for for public expenditure and reform. I think he needs to make a very full statement on this, a a public statement. Um, You know, sometimes people think that you only have to declare uh, monetary donations, but of course we are required to uh, declare uh, goods and services as well. And that's what seems to be at stake here. I don't know the value of those. That is, you know, it would be helpful, I think, certainly, if Pascal Donoghue were to, to clarify that situation 
situation. But there is an onus on all public representatives to be absolutely open and transparent in relation to donations of whatever kind that we receive. And, you know, I would be concerned if Pascal Donoghue didn't uh, respect that requirement. All right. Before I let you go, Roisin Shortall, on this programme last week, Ivana Batchik, the Labour leader, didn't rule out the possibility of seeking a merger with the Social Democrats. Um, both of your parties around 3% in the polls. You both have almost identical uh, policies. Is a merger something which would interest you? Not at all. Uh, I want to make that very clear and it's funny Justin, it's it's really only uh, political journalists who ever raise that question with us but it's it's uh, we have no interest in pursuing that. We're concentrating on building the Social Democrats. Uh, we believe we have a strong base. At the, in the last elections we trebled the number of councillors that we have. In the general election we trebled the number of TDs and we're working very hard to grow the party right across the country so that in all constituencies that, that people will have an opportunity to vote for for a Social Democrat candidate. For how long do you intend to remain as co-leader of your party? Well, it's working very well at the moment. As I say, our track record has been good in recent years. We're a young and new party, uh, but so far we've been doing well. We're very pleased with our performance and we intend to continue like that. I mean, it's a good formula. Catherine Murphy and I are very um, ambitious for the Social Democrats and uh, the co-leadership is working Beyond well. Beyond the next election? Uh, that, that's the plan, certainly. Roisin Shortall, co-leader of the Social Democrats. Thank you very much indeed for coming in to talk Thank to you, today. Justin.